Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is your host, Zofia Renea Morales, and I am here today with Catherine Glass. She is an award-winning psychic, medium, author, healer, and spiritual teacher located in Concord, Massachusetts. She leads retreats and workshops to empower women along their healing path. For 25 years, she has worked with clients one-on-one, bringing healing and guidance through spirit communication, channeling, energetic healing, and psychic intuitive reading. Welcome. I'm so excited to have you here with me, Catherine. (laughs) Hi, Sophia. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so I, I meet all of these amazing people as we do this show, and I read all these amazing bios. And I like to remind everyone, <clears throat> myself and, and the listeners, that you're a human being. You've had struggles and walked along the path. And so tell me a little bit about your early days, the, the before you fully embraced who you are. Okay. Well, yes, that is true. Um, true to the backstory of a lot of healers that I've met along along the way. Um, I was born into a very uh, interesting, what I call bohemian eclectic family, um, <laughs> a family of artists and uh, truth seekers. I was fortunate in that as this path unfolded for me, it was not, there weren't too many eyebrows that went up in my family. It was not really a surprise, um, but <laughs> but uh, but I, I opened, I started, you know, early life, I had a lot of loss. So my parents divorced when I was really young, like three, and, um, and then uh, my sister passed away when I was six. She died of an illness very quickly and suddenly, it was actually a virus, and uh, killed her in three days. And um, so that, I was very, very young, but close to her because she was so much older, she was like a caregiver to me. And... Uh. She was a caregiver to me because my mom was a single working mother. And I, so, I have a question yeah. for you. You said it was a virus that took her. Does that cause you any extra anxiety right now in the pandemic moment that we're in? Um, it, it, it does in an old patterned way, but I have done so much healing work on all of that grief and loss through the years that um, I understand when I'm on that loop, what that mm. is, and that that's her destiny and it isn't necessarily mine. Although there's a similarity in our, in our histories in that medically we have a, a condition, a blood condition that causes us to have a, a compromised immune system. So that's a reality that I still carry today. But even that, you know, um, I'm, I work with, um, and I'm very careful as I'm married to a holistic healer, as you know, Jonathan Glass. So he helps me a lot with my immune system. But anyway, yes, that fear does come. More, more for me was the fear of my children. You know, I grew up with a mother who lost a child. So I witnessed and walked that path of grief and loss with her uh, throughout my upbringing. And so that was more where I get triggered when I discovered I was a medium and um, started helping parents who lost people, parents lost children, um, you know, it just all, it all started to make sense to me why I ended up doing what I do. But so anyway, yes, I dealt with a lot of loss. And um, I forget what you first asked me, but we were asking about before you really accepted that, yes, you're psychic, you're a medium, and you have this spiritual path that you're walking. <laughs> Well, so my mother always told me, she, not always, she would often mention occasionally, oh, you're psychic. She would notice it because her mom was really into this stuff. And so she grew up hearing about it. It was sort of natural. And uh, her mom, my grandmother was mediumistic and a medium and, and had healing hands. And um, and my mom would read tarot and she was good at it, but she stopped reading because it scared her. She didn't like how it seemed to be so accurate. So she didn't pursue a path of well, that's not true. She did astrology charts. She was always fascinated with the arts and the, the healing arts, the metaphysical arts. And interestingly enough, I also had a brother who also passed um, much later, but in 2011, I, I lost him too a few years ago. And he, uh, he went the other way. He went into strict um, born-again Christian 
Mm. uh, life, although he too was very, very spiritual, but he took it a different path. And so there was sometimes some, some clashing where he was so fearful for me in the path I was embarking on metaphysics and mediumship, because, you know, the, the strict Christian Bible, the way it's interpreted is talked about as that's dark and not not good, and so we we, we yeah. came to beautiful peace with each other. But anyway, well, that's, it was interesting. That's, that's wonderful. I love that because I was raised in a very strict Christian household, and that was part of the reason that I shut down all of my gifts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I never shut it down. He just started noticing that I was, you know, bringing it forward after I pursued. So I started before I woke up to being an active practicing healer and psychic and medium. um, I was pursuing a a career in theater arts because my mom was a teacher of actors and was an actress. And my uncle was a professional actor and my grandfather was a composer and my dad was a a jazz drummer, although I wasn't raised with him. I found him later in the picture. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> but uh, but my mother's husband, who I found out later, was my non-biological father, who I love dearly also. He was a stage manager. So I grew up in the world of professional theater, and I had some talent and ability, and I naturally thought that would be my path. So I, I went to college for that. I went to Boston Conservatory of Music, and I studied musical theater and dance. And... Um, it just at 23, I realized in New York City, waitressing and, and singing and, and auditioning that I didn't like the whole vibe, the whole ego centered, competitive, um, sell yourself to get a job kind of thing wasn't for me. I just didn't have that passion enough, that desire enough to be a performer. Mm. And so I realized, fortunately, early on that I wanted to be some kind of person, as I said to the therapist I hired at the time, I just want to love people. How can I make a career out of loving, out of loving people? people. <laughs> sounds so corny, but I, I decided I wanted to be a massage therapist and I had never had a massage, but it kind of like came to me in guidance and I pursued it and I became a, a massage therapist. And that's when really all my abilities started to open up quickly. And I was counseling people and helping them through things and counseling them far beyond what would have been my means because I hadn't studied psychology, but <laughs> it was very natural. It came naturally to me. And yeah. so I started started studying healing arts after that. That's beautiful. Yeah. You said it came to you in guidance. I'd like you to share with us what that experience is like. How do you know when it's guidance? What What is the experience? Well, guidance can come in many ways for, for different people. For me, it was very subtle. I it was a knowing. I, I was looking at a catalog. I was living in Manhattan, and, and as I said, in my early 20s, and I came across a catalog for a place called the New York Open Center, which is like a holistic training ground for workshops and stuff. And um, and I was just looking at it, and I didn't know anything about holistic health and, and classes and yoga and all that. I mean, I knew what yoga was, but I had been a dancer. So, I was looking at these classes and um, I was looking at the little pictures of the facilitators of the classes and this weird, passionate desire came over me like a knowing. And I said, I want to do that. I want to be in a catalog doing that. I want to be teaching and leading and speaking. I didn't know what the heck I was thinking. It just came over me. And, um, and I don't know why I specifically massage therapy, but it just, felt seemed like a good thing to do and it was I was always very soothing and nurturing by nature and counseling all my friends and I'm I'm a toucher I'm a hugger and I thought if I could help people with healing touch I think that would be powerful and that's when I went to a therapist and I said you know I think I want to leave performing arts and I put all these years into training and and practice and money for college and I I think I want to end and she said, sounds to me like you want to be a healer. <laughs> Just go do it. <laughs> Just go do it. <laughs> so I saw so you 23, you know, you think your life is over if you haven't arrived yet. And yeah. she, there she was, thank God, wise and older. And she's like, you have a lot of time. Then I went actually and saw, I had my first psychic reading. At that time, I went to Greenwich Village to a, a reader and he channeled for me. And um, I had never experienced that. And I started weeping. I felt like my heart was blown open. I felt like I was talking to home. Like I picked up the phone, ET phone home or something, you know, Mm -hmm. and he was telling me all this information about galactic origins and that there was a place called the Pleiades and that my soul had been there many times. And all of it started to make sense to me. It was bizarre. And he predicted all this stuff that six years later, 
came true. I had, he said, this isn't going to make sense to you now, but you, you're going to be a healer of, of limbs and energy and past life regression. I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> Hypnotherapy. He said, you're going to meet your soulmate in January of 1989. I did. I met Jonathan January 9th, 1989 at the spa that we were hired at to be massage therapists after I went and followed my dream. It was just wild. And so my, my guidance came in in that moment to, and I just put one foot in front of the other and got some validation. I went to a therapist to process that idea, which actually was guidance. And then I went to a reader and then that was validated. And so it gave me the courage to think, you know, hmm, this might be something. I think I'm going to keep going and exploring. And and then, oh my gosh, then everything lined up and I met this woman. I was waiting tables and she had this line of essential oils that she wanted to sell at a fancy she-she department store in San Francisco. And this line of essential oils went along with lymphatic drainage massage. And she said, you'd have to learn this technique. And I was like, "Uh, wow, I want to become a massage therapist. She said, okay, go to San Francisco. I'll pay you, you know, 400 a week, which at the time in 1986 was was a lot of money. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. And I said, okay, I'm there. So I picked up, left, moved to San Francisco, uh, broke up with my boyfriend at the time, just went for it because I'm a bold, brave Aries and I like new beginnings. (laughs) Charge forward. (laughs) And I did. And um, fortunately, I grew up moving around a lot, so it wasn't a big deal. And uh, I, I landed and that, that was it. I got my uh, certification as a massage therapist and the, I got hired by the spa, the beautiful Claremont in Berkeley. And that's where I met Jonathan. And then the rest is history. My life really got on track. Like Providence just kept coming and coming and synchronicity after synchronicity and everything aligned. I, I was very, very blessed. That's beautiful. I love it and when that pri- kind of thing happens. <laughs> yes. And, and prior to that, to encourage any, anybody listening to this, my, my early 20s stunk. They were horrible. I was so lost and so bereft. And like, why am I? I'd, I'd wake up with an audition scheduled and I'd be sick to my stomach and I don't want to do this and I'm scared and I'm not good enough. And I just, I clearly was not in alignment with my dharma, my right work yet. And I fought it and fought it, and I finally gave in and said, I don't want to do this anymore. And I just listened deeply, and I was, I was carried. So. And I, I love it that you found it that young, because I spent into my 40s experiencing that every morning when I woke up. It's like, oh, my God, I don't want to, you know, and there's this long list of stuff, and it's like, how long before I can retire? Oh, yeah. And, you know, sadly, a lot of people live like that. Um, That's part of what I do now when I teach these retreats. Often it's women in transition who come, you know, they're recovering from a divorce or empty nest or they want to leave their corporate environment and try and try entrepreneurship or something or, you know, they're um, they're widowed or they the big change and they just are looking for that next direction. And sometimes they're young and, you know, not widowed or divorced, but just um want to have the courage to, to make the life they want rather than what they thought they were set out supposedly to do. And <laughs> anyway, what they were it's, raised it's, to do. Yes, right, exactly. <laughs> right. Told to do. So it's wonderful work to empower these women and, and bring them the, the skills to manifest uh, their dreams, you know. Absolutely. So your mother noticed early on that you were psychic. You've also used the words medium and you've also used the word channel. So mm-hmm. if, if, I'm not familiar with what those things are. What, what is the distinction between these three words? How do, how do they play together? How do they overlap? Where are they different? Yeah, they totally overlap. So <laughs> um, specifically psychic is, is, is the ability to tap into or sense or feel or see or hear or know um, something about another person or a situation, a little bit the future or the past or even the present. You can, you know, pick up on people's vibes, read things about, for example, when I uh, decided to pursue my healing career and I got trained as a, a, a massage therapist and then I discovered energy healing through, uh, met my teacher, Barbara Brennan, who had a beautiful school at the time. I think the school still exists, Barbara Brennan School of Healing. Um, uh, the first exercise, like on the first day, we had to go in and put, put our hand on the thigh of the partner we were doing the exercise with and sink with our hand into the thigh and, you know, go through the fascia and the skin and this and that and the muscle and the fat and all that and, and try to use your inner knowing, seeing, hearing, vision 
And I just put my hand on there and I got a whole story. Oh, you, you broke this leg in a skiing accident. And, and I see a dirt road and a truck and like all these things started coming to me. And she validated everything I was seeing, getting, knowing. And it was like, whoa, this is wild. Oh my God. I didn't even know I could do that, that clearly and that effortlessly. It was like coming home. It was like falling off a log. Mm -hmm. So so that was psychic, pretty much psychic reading or, you know, going into her space, her personal energy field and reading. Um, mediumship is directly linking to the realm of spirit, the spirit world. Um, and, and medium and channel are very similar because a medium is a channel. It's literally you're hooking up an antenna, like an extension cord to the spirit <laughs> realm. And you can channel angels, angelic realm. You can channel uh, ascended masters, you know, you can channel um, deceased loved ones, even pets, you know, because in that, in those realms of the astral plane, everything is consciousness. They don't have physical bodies and, and minds and brains. So you hear things through thought or you know things or you feel things. Um, sometimes you'll, so mediumship is specifically, um, most usually called mediumship when you're connecting with deceased loved ones or animals who've crossed over. I tend to call channeling the higher dimensions, the galactic realms, you know, channeling mm -hmm. other beings of consciousness that exist in our universe and all the universes. So yeah. on, my, on my menu, when you go to my website and you're choosing what you want to have for a session with me, there's a distinction between a mediumistic reading, which is to connect with your lost loved ones or your spirit guides, but mostly lo loved ones. And then psychic reading is all about you and your life and people in your life, you know, your relationships, etc. And then channeling would be really connecting to your guidance, your spirit guidance, um, the angelic realms, the higher realms of, of information that are available to us. My apologies. That's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, You're we're speechless. Ah, we're coming up on a break here, but I want to explore this, uh, pick this apart a little bit more when we come back from the break because I have some questions. Okay, good. <laughs> so hang with us and we will be right back. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to TellZofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. Inner Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. We're a much-loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and tai chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com. listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for hanging in with us. This is Sophia Renee Morales, and I am here talking with Catherine Glass about the difference between a psychic, a medium, and a channel. And I guess my question for you, being someone who's also been walking and playing in this world, um, I experience 
the information coming different ways depending on where I've tuned in my dial, if you will. I think of it sort of like an old-time radio that used to have the knob and it would move <laughs> left and right. Um, the, the psychic information, it's like it comes through a, a slightly different set of senses than if I move the dial farther up into the people who've crossed over pets, that sort of thing. And if I move it all the way to the far end, which is kind of like my preferred native habitat, <laughs> to the, the astral entities, to the angels, to the really high-level guides. Um, do you kind of experience that there's a distinction for you when you're dialing Definitely. In? Definitely. In fact, I often use that analogy for, for my clients when they're sitting with me. Uh, less for the psychic reading information, I don't talk about this, but for the mediumistic work, I definitely say I'm, it's like I'm an antenna or an extension cord and I'm tuning a radio dial. So if I don't get exactly what you understand from this communicator, um, I will go back and retune the dial to get it, interpret it correctly because spirit is never wrong. I can get it wrong. I'm human. Yeah. I have a brain and a mind and I can interpret things if I'm not correctly uh, what I call lifted or strong enough connected, like in, in mm. that power of that connection. So I have to go retune and, and reconnect and make sure I'm getting correctly what I'm hearing. And usually when I do that well, the person understands who's speaking and, and identified and what they're saying. So yes. And, and then to channel what we'll, we'll call for sake of a better word, the higher realms at this point, um, there may be people out there who disagree that it's any higher, but it feels different to me when I'm, when I'm connecting with your aunt or your uncle or your parent or loved one in the spirit world. For me personally, for this instrument, it feels like a different frequency level, let's mm -hmm. call it, than when I, when I, when I channel the, the, the higher realm, I feel very, very expansive. I mm -hmm. feel my energy feels very broad and wide and and it feels very, very, I mean, the spirit world too feels very loving and blissful, but there's more of a personality I feel with the loved ones. With the, with the higher realms, it feels more universal consciousness kind of feeling, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's more higher guidance. Like I, like I imagine, like I feel when I pray, if I'm in prayer or meditation and I'm in that deep communion, mm -hmm. that's the feeling it feels for me when I'm channeling the higher angelic realm. It feels very... Uh, electrified and and it does it feels like that too with the spirit realm of the personalities but it's different somehow they yeah. feel more human to me than the higher realms is the there a, is there a bandwidth that's more comfortable for you honestly the highest realms feel the easiest for me to access and the most yeah. comfortable plus you don't you're not in a position as the medium to validate evidential information which believe me is a real skill it takes time to develop that confidence and that yeah. ability to let go of your ego enough to worry about being right or wrong and to just trust the spirit and what they're bringing forward and because um, the human part of you is terrified you're going to mess up and get it wrong and people are paying you, you know, so it's a whole thing. And yeah, you have to just jump off that cliff every time. And when you really let go and don't make it difficult, it's very light and easy, the spirit, the, the loved ones, the spirit ones who've passed. Mm -hmm. but, but the higher realms for me just feels so effortless, like just floating down a river. The words yeah. just flow and come to me easily. Yeah. Sometimes I, I cry. Sometimes it makes me very weepy when I'm channeling. There's yeah. a lot of love there. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't claim mediumship because it's it's hard for me. It feels like I'm playing charades with a blindfold on sometimes. <laughs> That's, that's kind of like what it is in a way, um, a puzzle solver. It's true. I, I do get more drained and tired a bit after the mediumship. And that could, that could have something to do with my own personal connection and my instrument. I mean, I still, after 25 years, I'm taking a class right now. I'm studying with a, a British medium, Sheila French, and she's lovely. I love her. And, um, I'm taking a small class with other other advanced mediums. And I really believe in continually developing my skill because you've never really arrived, right? We're always yeah. improving and growing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So how did you grow into that process? Well, a lot of hard work. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was not natural and effortless. <laughs> no, it was. It actually... It, that's the thing. That's the beauty of being a beginner 
is it's so effortless and natural. At first, you just don't believe it, but you don't know any better. So you just, well, I shouldn't say you, I, for me, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I just kind of stumbled into it. And, and then, then the ego kicks in and you go through a long time developing and understanding how to, how to separate from your ego which is right. which is not always easy so and let it come through you and trust what's coming through and learn what that feels like how does your information come in I remember exactly. when I was in the, when I was when I was in healing school the Brennan school it's a four-year training the Barbara Brennan school and we'd be working on our our student fellow students you know doing a healing session for all the chakras and reading you know it's very intricate training it's it's so intricate and I'd be restructuring a chakra or something, you know, and I'd be like <sighs> breathing really heavy and, <sighs> and bringing these, hard. These, yeah, bringing these rays of energy through my fingertips, you know, and, and the teacher, the teacher would come over and gently put their hands on my shoulders and say, Catherine, just, just relax. Just let it come through. You just know? allow. <laughs> yes. Yes. And exactly the state of allow. And so the more I was able to do that, uh, it just evolves like anything else. Um, but I took, I've taken a lot of development courses and classes with many wonderful teachers and really good schools. And uh, I'm a big advocate of training. Yeah, I, I took a mediumship class several years ago. Um, and it was interesting because the first person I did a reading for, I, he's like, I want to connect with my uncle. I'm like, okay. And and this guy steps forward, and he's surrounded by 11 other guys. And I'm like, he's here. He's showing me that he's with 11 other men. He's like, oh, those are the rest of my uncles. I'm like, okay, but he's not saying anything. I mean, I'm getting this feeling of, like, love, but he's not saying anything. He's like, oh, he was mute. Oh, well, okay. Oh, wow. That's excellent. All right, then. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. initially I'm sitting there going, okay, I – my my ears must be broken. I'm not getting anything. <laughs> that's really great. That's that's really how it has to be authentic. You know, you you give what you experience and what you receive from the spirit. It's genuine spirit to spirit communication. You know, um, and one of the biggest things when you're developing your mediumship is to really they do overlap psychic and medium mediumship, but to really understand and know the difference in how those two things feel mm-hmm. because it's very easy for mediums to slip into the psychic while they're reading and they think it's coming from the spirit, but actually their psychic knowing is kind of working and, 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 and embellishing those details. And to be very authentic and pure, it's, it's, it's important to stay as, as much as you can connected to exactly what you're getting. Like you said, I hear nothing from the spirit. You know, you could have, you could have psychically tuned into the personality of that, that entity and said, Oh, he was kind of shy. You know, now maybe he was, but did you yeah. actually hear that from him? Did he give you that information or did your psychic ability tap into that? So yeah. it's an interesting dance and a blend and they, they will blend inevitably, but it's good to be aware and master understanding of that. Exactly. It's a skill in the technology of mediumship. It's a skill. <laughs> it is, it is. And it's not one that I claim a lot of competence in, which is why I offer psychic readings. I don't offer mediumship readings, but people do show up and come through. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they yep. do, it's just bonus. <laughs> but I've never been, I've never been one of those mediums that gets assaulted un- undesired by spirit realm. Meaning people, you know, someone asked me, Oh, how can you stand it? Aren't you getting bombarded all the time? And I'm like, no, that never happened to me. And also I was trained not to have that happen to me. And when, I, when my taxi light is off, it's off. Um, I, feel I my, love my that ones. image, the taxi light. I have, I have yeah. a closed sign that I turn. It's like it was yeah. closed. <laughs> yeah. And the spirit world knows it. And, um, and when I want to look, I just shift my focus or awareness or I want to hear, see, know, feel, whatever. I, I shift the focus and there's that spirit uh, world always going by like a river and I just step into the river and that's where I get the information because the spirit world is intelligent and they know if you have someone coming to you that wants to talk to them, they're going to show up. Mm-hmm. You have to trust that. And um, it definitely takes time. One of the biggest things about developing your mediumship is confidence, is trusting enough the spirit world. And 
you know, I found out years into my studies, my mother said, you know, you were born in the call, which is the call is C-A-U-L. It's, it's, it's when the amniotic sac is over the face mm. and or the body. And, and it's, it's a long held legend or tradition belief that it means you're psychic, right? When you're born like that. And I was born in this, like what she called a purple bag. <laughs> and it came down, it came down to my belly. And she said, you just laid there and you weren't breathing. And I said, yeah, that's because I was deciding, did I really want to show up or not? You know? <laughs> I was still considering this. <laughs> like, what did I do? And so uh, finally, you know, they were about to do the, because I was one of the first natural childbirths in the 60s. And there were all these doctors observing at, at New York Hospital, this birth that my mom had this natural birth. And, and they were going to whack me or pick me up and and then just when they were about to do that, she said, I breathed and they didn't have to. They didn't have to, <laughs> to spank you. <laughs> right. But they had that, I had that, that veil. It's called being born in the veil. Um, and supposedly it's true psychic ability. And, and I, I haven't personally met anyone else who's, who's been born with that. But I have heard that, um, that it can be, you know, really the experience that people who have that are psychic. Now, maybe they don't know it yet. But yeah. anyway, it's so, a weird thing. It, when you're out there looking at um, mediums and this sort of thing, do mediums kind of strictly work with information from deceased people or do they, they work with some of these other frequencies? Um, the, the, my closest friends and colleagues, most of them also channel uh, the angelic realm or pets um, and loved ones. I don't do pets a lot. They come in in the reading, but I don't usually focus on them. If someone asks for their animal, I will certainly see if they're around and give what I get. Um, but most of the mediums I know mostly channel deceased loved ones. Um, it depends, you know, if they're trained in the, in the traditional background of spiritualism, which is a very strict, strong type of mediumship. It's, I call it the ballet of mediumship. It's the foundations mm. of good, good mediumship is, is the spiritualist way. And that's taught mainly in England, although yes. it's coming here more now and now, more and more now. Um, uh, and then American style is different. Uh, but still, most mediums that I know of are, are channeling, uh, bringing through the loved ones. And then... I think they all have the ability if they chose to, to bring through guidance, spirits, angelic realm, whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's just, like I said, there's no validation with that. It's more of a comfort and a healing vibration. Although I, that's not to say that bringing in deceased loved ones is not healing because it yeah, is. It's very, it is. very healing. Hugely yeah. healing, actually. It allows people to, to get answers to their questions and close some of their loops and that sort of things, which can be yes. hugely, hugely healing. Love that. So tell us about your healing work. Does it all kind of bleed together or do you have distinct no, I, differences I keep, in what you do? Distinct differences. I keep the sessions very separate. Um, when you book a healing with me, that's uh, on, a, on a body work table or long distance. You're lying down in your room and I'm long distance working on you. Um, and it's specifically, uh, I'm the conduit or the facilitator of the energy in the human energy field of the client I'm working with and the universal energy field around all of us. Yeah. And I work to bring balance and clearing and healing to their energy anatomy, their chakra system, their aura. Um, and then when you're dealing with the energy anatomy of a person, you're dealing with the emotional body, the spiritual body, the mental body, mm -hmm. and the physical body. And um, so the, the session takes about an hour because there's 15 minutes of intake time mm -hmm. and getting what we're going to work on. And then they lie down and then there's a period of, of the energy healing work. Um, okay. I want to hear very, more. very beautiful. I want to hear more about this, uh, yeah. but we need to go off for a quick little okay. break. So hang with us and we will be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. 
leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know, how has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renee Morales. I'm here with Catherine Glass, and she was describing to us what her healing work is like. So when you have a healing session with a client, you said there's like a 15-minute intake, what we want to work on, and then the client goes more into a receptive mode, and you do your thing. Is that Yep. An exactly. And they, yes, yes. They lied down fully clothed. It's not like a massage. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you may keep your clothing on. <laughs> yes. And I do both hands on the body and above the body. So, um, you know, I also have Reiki, um, but I, I didn't get Reiki until much, much later, which is interesting. I did. That's not true. When I was a massage therapist in the 80s, I did take Reiki one and I had Reiki. And then I got into the Barbara Brennan uh, healing science methodology of healing and that was my foundation um and then you know like anything else that you're passionate about you add to your medicine bag you add yes. skills and tools and then i studied a reconnective healing with eric pearl dr eric pearl um and that's fascinating work i love it it's very much frequency it's different than energy work and um feels very natural to those of us who relate with that sort of galactic energy field, you know? (laughs) And so um, that's really cool because it's different than energy healing because with reconnective healing, the the farther away you step from the body, the stronger the frequency is. Whereas with energy work, it's much more, you know, around the field of the body. Closer is more, yeah. Yeah. Intense. Even if it's a distance healing, which some people can't, it's hard to explain to people how it works, but I can read anyone anywhere in the world from Concord. I can give a healing anywhere in the world to someone. You know, it's, it's amazing because it's non-physical work. So it's all energetic, but, um, so with the energy healing, you know, sometimes people will have emotional release because they're clearing blocks that they've held a long time, or they sleep lightly, or they get angry for a bit, or, you know, the things come up uh, in the process. And I often recommend people who are having, if they're having a regular series of energy work with me, that if they can, if they have a therapist to work with, it's nice to integrate what comes up in the energy work, because it's like the energy work brings it to the surface and clears the, the stirs the pot. And yeah. then you have to integrate and process all that, right? And I'm not a trained therapist or psychotherapist. So I do counsel in my work, but it's not, I'm not, you know, I don't call myself a therapist. So I don't have those letters after my name. Yes, um, exactly. <laughs> so, but it will bring stuff up for people and, and uh, it can be alarming. So I tell them to make sure they have a place where they can process this and integrate, you know? Mm-hmm. So but what it's not do, scary. It's lovely. Yeah. What does a, a reading look like now that we know what your healing looks like? A, re, a reading, um, you come into my office and sit across from me in a chair, or we do it on the phone or video, Zoom, Skype, all of the above. And, um, and I sit with you, and I don't really do an intake other than to make sure that I hit on whatever it is you were hoping to hit on while we were there. So I will um, just 
sometimes I have people say their full name just to tune in with their energy field. Other times I just kind of go mm-hmm. and read. I don't use tools. I don't use tarot when I read. I don't use pendulums. I don't use crystals. Um, I have those things around me in my office because I play with them, but um, I just read. I just get information very quickly and, and I read the chakras sometimes, although I don't always talk about it with them that I'm reading their chakras, but that's where I get a lot of information from. And, um, or I just hear, I'm very clear audience. So I hear the words and, and they, they come in full phrase and, um, I, I just give that to them. And then I take their questions and make sure that we hit on whatever it is they want to, to look at. Cause a lot of times people will, they'll say, I knew that. And I'm like, yeah, you did know that. I'm just validating it for you. You know, (laughs) I thought that was the case or I knew that was right. You know, I I get, I know that. And then it's like, okay, so do something with it. (laughs) Right. Right. And and then, and then, then there's the other beautiful thing that comes if you're doing this for years where you get people who call you five years later, two years later, eight years later and say, oh my God, I had a reading with you thus and such years ago. And at the time I thought it was a bit crazy. I I was kind of mad at you actually. I couldn't believe what you said. And it all came true. And I'm like, wow, that's so cool. You know, thanks for letting me know. (laughs) I had one of those experiences recently, in fact. Yes. (laughs) So someone was in like a group soul contract reading with me and I had said something to the effect of, and you're starting another business. She's like, oh no, I'm not. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We just leave it there. And she called me. Later. Right. She's like, I've started another business and guess what? You're part of it. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, it can be very rewarding only because we really have no way of knowing except to trust what is coming through our instrument. Uh, other than someone coming to you later and saying, you know what, that that really happened. And it's accurate. And I, you know, have you ever Googled yourself? <laughs> Occasionally <laughs> I, Googled. I do because I I I have a background see in what like comes search up, right? engine optimization. And right. so it's good to understand how you're being found if you're being found. <laughs> well, once I Googled myself once a long time ago and I had been on the radio, I'd been doing psychic readings, all, you know, I don't know, there's so many things that go into a search engine over the years and yeah. your, your social media, whatever. And so I looked, there was something called psychic reviews, but my name popped up along next to it. So I clicked on it, I went, oh, you know, Uh-oh, this could be really see. bad or good. <laughs> the, human, the, the human reptile old brain thinks the worst, right? Exactly. And so, and so I read these wonderful reviews, like, Oh yeah, I had a reading with Catherine Glass. She was 100% accurate or, you know, what no psychic is 100% accurate. But according to this person, everything she said in that session was accurate. And 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 I liked her because she didn't, you know, uh, they, she said all the other psychics I went to said he would come back and Catherine was the only one who told me he wasn't going to and that wasn't easy to tell her. But no, I told her the truth. Not easy yeah, to share the that truth of what I saw, right? Yeah. The truth of what I saw. Anyway, it was fascinating to be read about. And of course the ego's involved in that. I get that because yeah. I'm human, but it was, uh, it was kind of surreal and, and also weird and like, wow. Cause I don't remember those readings at all. At mm-hmm. all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was, and then there was a sigh of relief. Thank God these aren't bad reviews. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the old human comes always, always walking side by side with our spiritual it, gifts, it's, right? It's always there. You just have to recognize it and go, okay, that's you. Sometimes it likes to put on spiritual clothing and pretend it's, it's more than it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, psychics and healers, we're, we're different and we're so normal. We're just people like everyone else and we're not always on and we go home and I watch Friends and I watch Bewitched and I love to relax <laughs> and I play with my dog, you know? <laughs> normal stuff. I'm not always talking to the dead. Yes, and occasionally I have to sit on my sofa and binge on ice cream and feel sorry for myself. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's, and it's a challenge. It's a lot of work. It's, it's, it's very difficult to sit with a grieving parent. It's painful. Yes. And, or a, a missing person case or something. It's hard, you know, very hard on the, on the emotional body. And that's where I love having training because my skills help me to come back to balance. I know what to do when I feel out, out in left field, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. What are some uh, hints you could offer some of us who are 
less highly trained if if you feel like um, you're getting stuck in the emotional velcro of something yeah. that's that hard and heavy well the first thing i think is nature get outside if you can and if you live in the city um find a park and get your feet on the earth and look at a tree listen to a bird connect with nature because you are part of nature and this is your your home your your grid work your light and so when you're in the atmosphere under the stars or on the earth um there is a beautiful healing that happens for the energy field and the ocean too the salt air is beautiful for that if you can get near the the, the salt water um so grounding in nature is very important and if you absolutely can't do that for whatever reason you're on the top of a high rise and it's you're having a panic attack at you know 12 midnight then you then you sit up if you can and you plant your feet on the ground and you grow roots deep into the earth you visualize in your mind mother earth and you send those roots from your feet deep into the earth and anchor yourself because you have an astral light body a spirit body and you have a physical body and when you're freaked out you're not in your body you're 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 disconnected so you want to bring that that duplicate of yourself your beautiful astral body into your physical body imagine it coming in like a body double and resting in your physical form and then anchor it into your feet grow roots into the earth and ground yourself and then really really allow that earth to hold you and um i like to sometimes align my heartbeat with what i imagine is the heartbeat of the earth and i make them come into sync together and i feel very held by like the great mother mother earth and it brings me back here into the body and when and that is through the breath so you're anchoring and grounding into the earth through through your feet and then you're connect with your belly and your breathing and just a couple three deep breaths will really bring you present into present time and then another cool thing i do that i was taught is i tap my forehead with my finger right on my brow chakra right there the third eye area if you tap your brow it'll just quick bring you right into the moment present time out of the future out of the past out of the panic right here i'm right, right now here into now where everything is fine nothing yeah. bad is happening to you <laughs> yeah and um, then if you want you can surround yourself with like a protective imagine protective bubble of light whatever color you love pink gold blue green whatever is feels anchoring and safe to you purple and just just there's i believe all human beings i believe this that we ha- we are wired with we have the knowing that we are there's a benevolent force that loves us call it god goddess source universe uh, i don't know light but there is an energy a benevolent love that we are connected to and if we just breathe and drop in i believe most of us can sense that and connect with it it's the mind that that we get caught up in the fear and the thoughts and that's what causes us to feel emotionally off but if we recognize okay that's my mind but what's true about my spirit you know mm. my spirit is beyond the mind my spirit knows that it knows that it knows you know yeah i find when my mind gets to gyrating like that and spinning out of control one of the things that's most helpful to me is finding a crystal friend a rock that yeah. i can hold on to and that something about physically holding that rock helps to turn off all of that intellectual drama and trauma and absolutely and i like smooth stones for that like well that's yes. not true feeling something with some bumps and and textures interesting too but Yes, I have them like I said I have them all around. I don't use them while I read. I used to when I was really when I had to get up and do platform mediumship demonstration. <laughs> One time I had to read at Lilydale, which is like the place for mediums, you know, and, <laughs> and I had I had to deliver a message at the stump which was sort of a a goal every medium has. I want to deliver one on the stump and it's scary and wonderful and and so I was holding this crystal in my hand and I'm waiting in line for my turn as the medium. There's a line of mediums getting up for their turn to deliver and this beautiful older gentleman was in front of me and he said, "Oh yeah, I remember when I used to hold a crystal." <laughs> 
<laughs> thinking it was going to make me connect or something, you know, but I was like, I had to channel those nerves into yeah, something. So I, oh is, they're goodness. just so comforting and grounding. It's, it's yes. amazing. So we're yes. down to our last couple of minutes here, and I don't want to miss out on the gift that you brought us. Would you like to tell us a little bit about the gift that you brought for our listeners? Yes, I um, recorded a beautiful meditation that I wrote for a book that's um, you can get on Amazon or anywhere. It's called 111 Morning Meditations. And the, uh, the, the lead author of the book is Sunny Don Johnson, but it's a, it's a conglomerate of authors who contributed meditations. And um, I wrote this med- particular meditation called The Rainbow Bridge Meditation to Connect to Your Purpose. So it hel- often when people come to see me, they want to know why am I here? What's my purpose? So yeah. this meditation is designed to guide you in like – two minutes, three minutes. It's not a long one to sit. And I, I, I vocalized it so that you don't have to read it in the book. You can sit and listen to it. And, right. um, and it's my gift to, to everyone to, to just do it in the morning or the evening or whenever. And it's, it's just a lovely going through all the chakras and, and connecting yourself, the rainbow that you are um, between heaven and earth and to your, and to your purpose in life. So yeah, it's lovely. Lovely. Thank you so much for bringing that. And you can go to SovereignSelf.media to uh, exchange your email address for the connection to that lovely gift from Catherine. Thank you so much for joining us today. If I give you 15 seconds, what are your final words of wisdom? Oh, my gosh. You are eternal spirit soul. You are not just this body. And no matter what is going on on this planet, know that you are safe. You are loved. You are so held by the divine. And you're absolutely meant to be here on this planet at this time. So trust. Trust that. Thank you so much. That's beautiful. And thank you to everyone who joined us here today. We're nothing without the audience that we are here to serve, to support, to enlighten. And I thank you for joining us. If you have any Mm -hmm. questions, any comments, any speakers you'd particularly like to see, please feel free to reach out to me at AskZofia, that's A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A, at transformationspace.co. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here 